lovelies. Happy Pride Month to each and every one of you. I hope it's been a beautiful month for you and your world, whether you are queer yourself in one way or another or not. Uh, I know I have been having a phenomenal Pride this year, and it's just been really lovely. As always, I'm Riley, and this is Sex with Everyone. And today I am interviewing Cece in Glendale, Arizona. Cece is genderqueer, sexually queer, 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 and talks a lot about their Mormon upbringing and how they actually escaped to the military to get more freedom, which is not a statement you hear very often. (laughs) And Cece is uh, 23 years old, and they talk about what it's like dating older people. They currently have a girlfriend that's in their 50s, and uh, we just kind of get into it. So stay tuned because it's a pretty excellent conversation from start to finish. So please join me as I talk about sex with Cece. Hey, Cece. Hi. I'm super stoked that we're doing this. When we got together the other day and you were like immediately just like unloaded your story, I was just like, I want to record this so bad. Oh yeah, gay trauma dump, you know. <laughs> so I I guess it would be cool to just kind of start with like your upbringing and go from there. Oh God, upbringing, that's yeah. a fun story. I mean, that, I mean yes. our childhood is so informed of what our path is going to be, so. No, definitely. Yeah. So single mother, as you know, she had... Husbands throughout, but, you know, didn't really stay. So kind of in and out, that type of life. And then, of course, being raised in the Mormon cult. That was super fun, which is also white supremacist, which they don't talk about, of course, obviously. But, you know. They never do. <laughs> no, of course not. It's not like they're out here like, oh, yeah, we're a cult. Come join us. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was my upbringing. Thankfully, I was able to get out of that at a 17 years old. Yeah, so. right. Got out of that and, you know, figured it out along the way what I did and didn't believe. But, you know, that's how it went. How do you think that being raised in the Mormon cult influenced your sexuality or what was like your, did you, do you have any like memories of note or anything throughout that time of. So my childhood was actually very gay. Considering. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Considering the fact that I was raised in a cult where it's yeah. like being gay is a sin. Um, and of course, and again, I told you my mother, she, I basically mm-hmm. technically came out to her as a freshman, right? Mm-hmm. To where she, I came to her, I was crying, you know, didn't know what to do. I was telling her like puberty was hitting, right? It was yeah. like that peak moment. Yeah. And I was like, I'm looking at women's chest and their butts and I don't know what's going on. And then she decided to respond with, oh yeah, everybody looks at those. Everybody has that. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, everybody's attracted to every gender. You just only marry the opposite gender and you don't talk about it. And she even told me, she was like, yeah, these are some magazines I look at sometimes. And I was like, oh. Were they Were they like? No, they were just like sports models, stuff like that. Like, really? Yeah. Like it wasn't, wow. it wasn't like porn or anything. It wasn't full on Playboy or anything. Yeah. But, but it was still, still like. Sports Illustrated is oh, spicy yeah. stuff. It, yeah. It was like <laughs> swimsuit wear and everything else. <laughs> She straight up was like, here's some spank bank material. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so I went through that. And so, like, growing up, and I think it's so funny because I was a lot like my older sister. Yeah. And my older sister came out later in life as a full-on lesbian. So looking yeah. back at it, we were like, 
That was gay. At the yeah. time, you don't realize it. Yeah. But yeah, I remember in PT, and this was in sixth grade. Yeah. In sixth grade, we there was an upstairs and downstairs. And the upstairs was just a room. And so me and just a couple other girls would go upstairs and we'd play this game where we sat in a circle. And you would close your eyes and then kiss someone. Someone would kiss you, right? Yeah. And you had to guess who was kissing you. Yeah. But the fun part was is it was only females. Right. It was just a bunch of females <laughs> kissing females <laughs> for like 30 minutes. How old were you just... That was in sixth grade, so I would have been like 11 or 12. That's hilarious. So I feel like I did a lot of gay stuff that, looking back, is gay. At the time, I'm like, yeah, it's normal. Everybody does this. (laughs) And then you found out about your mom later, right? Didn't she? Yeah, come? she yeah. she came out after me though. Oh, okay. So that was an odd time because, of course, when my style started coming out, yeah, she you definitely she called me a dyke, you know, all that stuff. Because oh, no. she was like, it, it's the weirdest situation, I think, because she saw a lot of me in her. Because the oddest part was, is before she joined the cult, she was already out as a bisexual female. And then she joined it and was basically, like, repressing it. Yeah. And it was the oddest thing. So after all of that, and, of course, me and her, we've moved past that since, like, mended that relationship. And, you know, apologies, tears, that whole thing. But after that, we – yeah, she actually came out, and she is dating a female now. So it's amazing. Don't even think – like, I never thought I would see her this far. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. So. I love that, like, when you were a kid, she was like, yeah, it's totally normal to look at chicks. It's just, you know, it's just what you do. Yep. And you just don't talk about it. And then it turns out, no, she's just gay, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both just gay. And I think it's funny now because a lot of her other kids are gay. Like, my younger siblings, my older sibling, of course. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. And, like, and of course, there's been scientific studies, you know, like, oh, it's genetic and everything mm-hmm. else. And I t- brought that up to her. And she was like, wait, is that why... Everybody, <laughs> like, all you kids are gay. Because so far, the only straight one is my younger brother. Yeah. And he seems straight, but I honestly, I might, I think he's asexual. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not super heteronormative either. You no, know? So, it's not. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And you have how many siblings? I have. So with her, I have five other siblings. Or six. One of those. I have a lot of siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Out of five siblings, one is maybe straightish. Yes. Yes, <laughs> basically. That is surprising, though. Like, I, I don't think I've ever met, like, a whole family of oh, queers no. like that before. Well, and also, I think the important thing to know is I feel like she was also attracted to queer individuals. Mm-hmm. Because it's very important to note that right. her husbands that she had kids with are not straight. Regardless of what they said. Yeah. Really? So, because my sister's father, he, oh my, he was not a great parent. He's definitely one of those people that never should have been a parent. Yeah. And he was TMI with her all the time. Basically told her as a kid that he loved sucking dick. So, I was like, mmm, not straight. (laughs) But still Mormon? He wasn't Mormon, no. That was before she joined the cult. Because my mother had her when she was 17. Yeah. So, she was still like child you know back then yeah but yeah no all like all the men she got with was not straight so i was like okay (laughs) kind of checks out (laughs) do you think that in any way even though you were raised mormon and in a very like anti-gay space but your family was very queer accepting and everything do you think that oh they influenced your they weren't queer accepting at all 
I'll they clear were queer, that. They, they were queer, but not queer accepting? Yes, basically. Dang. It's like being gay so, and homophobic at the same time. And it's like, oh, how does... That's hard. How does that work? Yeah. Because, and I feel like a lot of it was repressed. Yeah. Because, of course, as I uh, mentioned earlier, the childhood my younger siblings are now getting is very different than childhood I grew up with. Mm. Because we, we were known that it was like a sin. Like, I remember when the... Gay laws passed where I believe it was in 2014 that gay couples could get married. My mother was distraught, like not okay with it at all. Yeah, right. So she's actually come a very long way in a short amount of time. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Dating woman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I feel like the main thing that honestly triggered that, especially in my family, was when me and my older sister both kind of like cut her off because we were like, this is who we are. And if you can't accept that, then we're not going to be in your life. Yeah. And I feel like that was kind of like a little light bulb switch for her. So, yeah. That's awesome, though, that she was able to have that moment. Oh, you yeah. Know, not, not just for you guys and, re- and to retain the relationship with you guys, but for herself and her relationship with herself. Oh, it's amazing. She's, yeah. like, even been, like, doing therapy and antidepressants Aww. and everything. And I'm just, oh, so proud of her. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you have told me before your pan. Yes, pansexual. Yeah, cool. Yes. And how do you identify for your gender? So my gender, what is gender, right? What is, what is it exactly? <laughs> what is gender? Yeah. yeah, my current pronouns are they and she. Yeah. I feel like that's what fits me most. Yeah. Because there was a time, though, when I was going by, like, all the pronouns. Because I was like, I don't really know what I am. Mm-hmm. But I could tell, like, I wasn't, like, female, like, girl, girl, you know? Yeah. So, but I definitely, I love sometimes wearing skirts and dresses and looking nice. And then other times I dress, like, super masculine, everything else. So it was kind of like, you know, back and forth, and I never really had an issue with it, but I definitely feel like she, they just kind of fits me best. Yeah. But yeah, I feel a lot more on the envy side than the feminine side, you know? Hmm. Envy is an interesting terminology. I'm still, like, kind of wrapping my head around, like, the differences between what, like, envy is versus gender fluid or gender mm, queer. Yeah. Like, because they're all, like, very similar, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I guess I'm still, like, wrapping my head around, like, what the specific differences are between each one each one yeah yeah because i know for myself i I identify as gender fluid because Mm -hmm. it's constantly changing oh yes (laughs) depending on my mood or the day or whatever you know and so constantly changing with where i vibe i guess but envy is i don't know like if you if you don't mind like explaining a little bit more of like what Envy means to you, I guess. Well, so envy, as it means to me, and as the way I was always taught it, is more so a lack of gender. Mm. To where it's kind of, you don't really have a gender role. You don't really have a gender image. It's like, you're just you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so you can have whatever style. So you can be female, Mm -hmm. feminine, or masculine presenting, but not necessarily in any gender role. And that's why I feel like a lot of the times, androgyny is correlated with envy, but it's not, like, always that. Because yeah. I've met some super masculine envies, and I've also met some super feminine envy, but at yeah. the same time, it's still like, yeah, no, I'm envy, not yeah, yeah, girl, yeah. boy, whatever. Right, 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 right. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just endlessly fascinating to me, because, like, there's just so many variations of these various, like, categories that we can, oh, like, yes. have, you know, or orientations that I we know, can I have, was... and they're just, I mean, there's oh, yeah. endless. Amazing. Yeah. I was explaining it to one of my coworkers, because as I told I my work is very um, conservative space, yeah. so not as understanding about it, yeah. but 
I was explaining it to one of my coworkers who was actually open to listening about it. And I was like, you have to understand, it's just like with our chromosomes. We have so many chromosomes, so many everything else in us that define us as an individual. And as you can see, nobody looks alike. Right. Like you look alike, kind of like your parents, but nobody looks the same. Right. And it's kind of the same way with genders. Nobody's gender is the same. You kind of put yourself in a category to where you're similar to all these people, but everyone's gender is so unique and individualized. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how, do they, how do they react to that? They actually, and I had to explain it more so in terms of masculine, like, you know, some guys grow more facial hair than other guys, and some girls grow facial hair, some girls grow no facial hair, you know, and some girls' body shapes are super feminine, and others are super masculine, and I really had to get into detail with it before they were actually kind of, like, understanding it, Mm. in a way, because, you know, they were taught in such a way to where it was genitals, genitals is what matters, and it's like, (laughs) no. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, and, and also, of course... Uh, it, it's worth saying explicitly, like sex and gender are two different things as well. Oh yes, right. one hundred percent. And, and they get so many people are confused. Yeah, so many people just think that gender is sex and sex is like they're interchangeable. It's like no, yeah. no, no. Because as far as I'm aware, I know of the three sexes: the female, male, and intersex. Mm. So yeah, and there's like just a lot of different variations of intersex as well. Oh yeah, so you know? many. So it's yeah. Yeah, (laughs) intersex is kind of like that main, like, little category, but there's, it's like an umbrella category to say. Yeah. Kind of like trans. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You were telling me before how you were engaged at a pretty young age. Oh, God. Okay. So it wasn't technically an engagement. Oh, okay. Okay. But it was set to be married, basically. It's kind of an engagement. (laughs) (laughs) Both of our families, like, knew each other and everything else. And it, it was, I guess at that age at that time. So I was 16. He was 18, right? And he was meant to go on a mission and come back as a 20-year-old, right? And then by the time he got back, I would have been 18. And then it would have been like, bam, marriage. You know, like, that's how it's done. So just... The normal Mormon stuff, you know, because that happens. Is, is that normal? That's very normal, wow. yeah. Yeah. They usually, they love to send their males on a mission because males hold the priesthood and like, you know, because they're the authority, right? right? And then the women are supposed to like, you know, sit at home, wait for them and that type of thing. It's, it's a very, um, such a mystic way of life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was set to be married. And then I think it's so funny because it wasn't even... The situation that made me kind of run away, because I left home at 17. Like, I left the state, everything, right? Like, I left at 17. So I basically ended up, like, left him at the altar in a way. But um, it was his kiss. He kissed me. First first kiss ever, by the way. Like, first, yeah. like, real mouth-to-mouth kiss. Other than, yeah. like, you know, like, pecs. Sure, sure. Yeah. Chewed my tongue. Chewed my lips. Pulled my tongue out of my... I was not into it at yeah, all. Yeah. Worst kiss to date. I have never had a worse <laughs> kiss than that. And that was when I was like, I need to get out of this. Yeah. And literally, I think I was trying to pull away from him, right? And he like had the back of my head in a grip. And against his mouth, like against his lips, I was like, I need to go. <laughs> it was so awkward. Did that not first enjoy kiss. First kiss. Yeah, that's... Yes. A bit much. <laughs> so... Your first kiss was at 17? I would have been 16. 16? Okay. 16, okay. yeah. And, uh, and so when you were escaping at 17, you were escaping <laughs> the church, you were escaping your family, you were escaping the betrothal. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the time, I didn't realize that was what I was doing. Yeah. It was more so a, I need to get away from this. Yeah. And, like, I knew I wanted to get away from him specifically. He wasn't, like, a bad... Well, he wasn't a bad person for a cult member, I guess I should say. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, like, it wasn't anything specifically he did. It was just the whole situation yeah. and where my life was at at the time. Yeah. And that was when I went and up and joined the military because it was the quickest, easiest way to get stability and an escape route immediately. How did he react to you leaving? I have no idea. Oh, he he had left for his mission at that point. So he came back and you were gone. Basically, yes. And he never contacted you after that? I kind of changed all my information. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Yeah, no, I ended up deleting my social medias with all my actual names and everything. Like, of course, I have social media now, but it's not under, like, my legal name. Yeah. So, whole different concept. Yeah, it doesn't have my number or anything. I mean, I guess, technically, I feel like the way, if he ever wanted to contact me, he would have to get in contact with my mother through me. Mm-hmm. Because she still lives in that area, but mm-hmm. I don't think she would ever give it to him. Right, right, right. <laughs> Dang. And then you were in the military. What was that like? That was a big change. And yeah. I think it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny, though, because in comparison to how I was raised, it had so much more freedom. Yeah. And of course, wow. some, yeah. And some people are like, that's crazy. The military's so strict. I'm like, really? It felt like freedom to me. Like, wow. I felt like I was going wild. I was suddenly allowed to wear what I wanted to wear, eat what I wanted to eat, be who I was, you yeah. know, in a very different format and way. But I will say the first couple years were definitely super hard because I definitely felt that homesickness, everything sure. else. Because, you know, it's so odd, especially because it wasn't – I didn't have, like, a good, loving relationship with my family at that time. But you still feel that emotional attachment. So even though it was a toxic, negative love, I still, like, craved it in a certain capacity. Yeah. And you got in the military, I'm assuming, at 18 – 17, actually. Can you get, can you get in at 17? Yes, you can oh. get in at 17. Oh, I didn't realize that. I, yes. I, was, I don't know why I always thought it was 18 or up. Yeah, well, thankfully, so- my mother was not raised in the cult, so yeah. she didn't have any quarrels with it. Yeah. Because, of course, in the cult, like, females are not supposed to, like, work a masculine job, you right. know, like that type of thing. So she signed away, like, because you have to get parents' permission, basically, oh, okay. for 17. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so she, so she signed away, and I was like, yes! I'm out. <laughs> because, like, and her main thing was she wanted me to be self-sufficient in life. So she yeah. saw it as a great thing, regardless cool. of how the yeah. cult saw it. Yeah. And what was it like being 17 in the military? I mean, from, like, a sexual perspective, of course. Like, you're still, like, <laughs> coming into your own. You're still figuring out who the fuck you are. You're still figuring you – I mean, and at that point, I mean, I don't – You've only t- mentioned your first kiss, but, like, I don't yeah. know if you'd done anything else by that point. Like, No, I really didn't. I wasn't really interested yeah. in sex, yeah. honestly. And I feel like a lot of it was because I still thought I was straight at that time. So I was still trying to be with men, mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I still was in the mindset of, like, oh, need to find a husband, need to do this, everything else. Which, me still being unmarried, clearly that did not work out. <laughs> Thank God. Um yeah. But I wasn't really interested in sex mm-hmm. because I wasn't like, I don't know if it was because I wasn't taught to be interested in sex or whatnot, but the whole idea of it honestly was off-putting for a while. Oh, really? Yes. Why? 
it's it sounded honestly messy. It yeah. sounded messy. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, body fluids do what? <laughs> only, That's insane. It's only messy if you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And I was like, he's gonna put what? Where? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I was off put for it for a while. And that was one yeah. thing I really enjoyed is I really did not force myself or make myself have sex sooner than mm-hmm. I felt like I needed it. You know? That's awesome. That's super so awesome. I really put it off for a while because I had one boyfriend at 18 now. So I was in the military. Mm-hmm. He was also in the military and he definitely wanted it. Right. And I was still under the mindset of I'm not going to have sex till I'm married, you yeah. know, like that type thing. Yeah. And I remember one time we were making out and he was on top of me and he stood up and he was wearing like shorts, right? Mm-hmm. He had a boner. Sure. And I freaked out and hit it. <laughs> I smacked it. <laughs> bad and awkward I felt so bad like my entire face was inflamed I didn't know what was going on oh yeah was not ready for it I'm sure he did not love that no we didn't last too much longer after that that's funny so how was like the general disposition around being female bodied in a fairly masculine space like that um, so for my first couple years in the military, I actually had a medical job, hmm. one of the medical military jobs, and the majority of medical jobs are female. Oh. So I didn't really discriminate, have any discrimination based off my sex then. Yeah, cool. So I've had it now, because now yeah. I'm in a masculine job, but right. honestly, I have lived my entire life in spite, so it kind of like pushes me to go farther, because it's like, <laughs> oh, you think I can do this? Watch and learn. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now with that, you know, military yeah. stuff. Yeah. How long were you in for? I am uh, in for five years. Okay. Yeah. Are you still? Still, yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, still in. Still so in when- a contract. <laughs> so the job that you have now is like a military contract? Yes. Position? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is uh, military right now. Because military, that's the thing I feel like. Civilian wise, they don't know anything about military. They assume it's all just like, yeah, you carry guns around, right? And it's like, no. (laughs) So yeah, still, it's it's a pretty normal nine to five job. It's not really anything like extreme or exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stressful, yes, though, one (laughs) hundred percent. How so? Oh, just well, you have so of course civilian jobs, and I work money management, right? Mm -hmm. So civilian wise, that's already got. A fairly lot of regu- rules and regulations. Well, just imagine that times 10 because the military likes to make everything that much more complicated. There's just like so much paperwork, so many things you have to do. I have to document yeah. every transaction in like three different places. It's a mess. Yeah. And it can get really messy really fast. Like one fuck up and suddenly you're doing like 20 things. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. And what's it been like? I mean, since coming out as NB, like, have you had any pushback or weird experiences in regards to that, specifically being in the military? Um, I would say not really. Nobody asked for my pronouns. Oh, okay. Fair so enough. I haven't really given it that much, not being in the military. And But, of course, as you know, I have a lovely shaved head here. Mm-hmm. So I've been <laughs> turned around before, and then people will be like, hey, sir, and I turn around, and they're like, um... Anyway, <laughs> You're like no, no, sir's fine. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'll go with it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. 
So, yeah, but no, I haven't really had any pushback because I'm not just like really like offering it up like that. Yeah. Um, if people do ask my pronouns, I do give it. It's just yeah. that doesn't happen in Few a far between. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. Do you find that like restricting at all? Uh, not really. Yeah. I my job is very separate from my personal life, and mm. I keep it like that on purpose. Yeah. Because I feel like too much mix and mash, and it just gets an entire mess. So, like a lot of my coworkers, I would honestly never hang out with on the outside, just because of like who they are and who I am as an individual. I feel like we would not like each other. Yeah. But I trust them to get the job done at the end of the day, and that's what matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Yep. I know, I know that <laughs> I know some things. Um, so I know that you are new, newish. I actually don't know how new, but you're poly and kinky and, you know, in those yes. realms. What, what prompted you so, finding those things? I've been, so of course, raised in a monogamous household, right? Yes. Yes. Well, actually, I mean, to be I mean, some Mormons are polygamous, right? That's a very specific type of Mormon, oh, okay. and it's almost like a sub-cult within a cult, almost. Okay. And Interesting. And with the polyamory, it is only the men can be polyamorous. Yeah, that's what, polygamous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, they just, the woman can only have one man, but the right. man can have as many wives as he wants. So that that's like a FLDS. Yeah. So it doesn't happen. It just, not the one I was raised in, thank yeah. God. <laughs> but I remember they were taught, they taught us... In heaven, basically, like if a man has a wife and she dies, she's still his wife, but he can marry another wife and she will also be his wife. And I went, oh, well, that's nice. So the woman, if their husband dies, they can get another husband, right? And they went, no, you can only have one husband. I was like, why? Like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) Equality does not exist here. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, physical body, everything else. No, I was not polyamorous. So I was raised very monogamous. Yeah. I was taught I needed to find that one person that would fit me perfectly, like a puzzle piece and everything. And I tried a couple monogamous relationships. Like I definitely did. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I definitely committed myself to him fully and I just always felt trapped. I always felt like I was in a cage, like they were just suppressing me, everything else. And they weren't like they were great partners. But I just couldn't enjoy the relationship because I felt like I could never, like, look at another human being a certain way. You know, like, I felt like I was just restricting myself. Yeah. So. And, of course, now I'm great in a poly relationship. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been poly now? Uh, So I've been poly for about two years now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So still kind of baby poly. How did did you uh, discover it? So I discovered it actually quite by accident. It was one of my exes. Yeah. Um, we met on Tinder of all things <laughs> and he was looking for a girlfriend and he had a wife and I met the wife and him same time, you know, and the wife and me, we got on fine. Wasn't an issue. He even had a kid, loved that baby girl. And, um, yeah, we started dating. I really, I didn't have an issue with the fact he had a wife at all. Like I just, I've never been like a super jealous partner, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, sometimes he'd be like, Hey, I'm with so like, I'm with my wife right now, you know? And I'd be like, cool, great. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, it wasn't really a big thing for me, right? especially cause it was almost like with whenever me and his wife talked, it was like, we both love this person. Isn't it amazing? Like, you know, it was like, we already had commonalities. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were poly and then that's, 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were Polly. And I was with them for quite a while. Uh, when we broke up, though, I did try and go back to being monogamous. Mm-hmm. Just because I met someone I really liked and they were monogamous. And I was like, oh, well, I really like you. So maybe for you, I can do it. And yeah. it just did not work out at all. <laughs> exact same stuff happened. Yeah. Turns out. Turns out. Polly. I, yeah. <laughs> Polly or nothing. Yeah. So now whenever I find anyone, I always let them know, like, just so you know, yeah. I am Polly. Do have other relationships. Yeah. So, because if they can't get over that, then I can't like be with them that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, some, some people absolutely can do mm-hmm. that, but for me, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah. it, you're at, at the very minimum, you have to accept that I'm Polly. You don't necessarily have to be Polly, but I right. have to be Polly, right? Like I'm, I'm down to like attempt that, though rarely have I seen that actually work in a <laughs> monopoly relationship. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just essential to who it's an orientation, you mm-hmm. know, for me, like some people it's a choice. And for me, it's an orientation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely feel the same way in my regard as well. Yeah, because I just I can't be monogamous. It doesn't work for me. I just I have too much love to give. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and also you kind of touched on it earlier as well, like, the idea that there's one puzzle piece in the world that's going to fit me in my weirdly shaped puzzle piece. Like I just don't, I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't like, I have so many different facets and everyone Mm -hmm. does, you know, we're all these beautifully cut gems or raw gems or whatever. And we all have these different facets to ourselves. And like for some people, some of our facets kind of line up and I can enjoy puzzles and nerding out about neuroscience with one person and then with somebody else I can go to cons and go out dancing and go do all these other things and you know it doesn't have to be the same person for all of my interests yeah and I time and time again I've been in even poly relationships but like having you know a primary partner where some of my interests fall by the wayside because they're not into that thing. Yep. And when the relationship ends, I'm like, oh, right. I do like this. You know, like I don't <laughs> yes. want to give that up again, you know? And no, it's, I feel like calling know. is freeing because you yeah. get to be who you are in all your aspects. There is yeah. nothing to suppress or leave behind in a certain way. And I also love it also because of the child rearing aspect of it mm. because my girlfriend's boyfriend has kids, Right. And these kids have so many parents and parental figures because both the mom and the dad are poly. They're divorced now, but they're both poly still. And so no matter what, these kids always have parents, always have someone to watch them, everything else. And it literally is taking a village to raise them. And I just love these kids so much. So yeah, it's beautiful. And like, not to mention the extended financial resources that these kids now have so they can do even more things. And then they also have more parental figures that themselves have all of these different interests and professions that they can be resources to these kids. Like they've done studies on poly families and there's so few negatives, Uh, you know, it's like, it's so (laughs) positive, overwhelmingly positive for the children to have a well-rounded, well-funded upbringing. You know? No, I feel like one of the few negatives would maybe be confusion um, to where it's like, wait, who's this person to me? And it's like, ah, I'm your aunt. Well, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because they really, you know, and that's the thing is their parents really don't talk about their sex lives at all. They'll just yeah. be like, oh, this is someone I'm dating, you sure. know. 
And that's it. Like, you know, it's yeah. not like you're like, oh, yeah, me and this person are together together. It was like, not like that at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I met them, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm such and such. Like, I didn't go into detail with certain relationship aspects. But they also understand their parents are poly and have multiple loves. And they're, like, totally chill with it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yep. <laughs> Is it weird for you at all to kind of be suddenly, like, in a relationship that comes with children. I mean, I know you you just got done talking about how awesome it is, but like, is it also kind of weird for you at all? Like, um, I think one of the main aspects that became weird, I mean, there was a bit of an adjustment period, you know, where I had to get used to like, oh, there's kids here, you know, yeah. like, cause I myself don't have my own children. Yeah. But I think the only thing I really had to get used to was the fact that uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend has a couple kids my age. And I was like, um, are they okay with this? <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so that was a little awkward right yeah. there. But yeah. yeah, they just don't care. Like, it's a very simple, like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. you know. Is that weird for you, though? Uh, it was at first. Yeah. Now I'm pretty adjusted to it. Okay. Now yeah, I'm cool. pretty chill with it, you know, yeah. because like me and them, like, it's it's more so we have like a kind of like bro relationship, whatever, sure. like friendly relationship. Yeah. Not really parental guardian, but you know, yeah. so it, it's chill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have also in the past dated somebody who had a kid close to my age. Um, oh yeah, when I was a lot younger, and uh, it was a thing that I was totally fine and like adjusted to. No big deal. Like we literally went to the same high school. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And, um, but like, I, it was no big deal for me, uh, but it was my family that, like, could not get past that. Oh, yeah. That's one thing is my family does not know that I'm Polly. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you, do you think you'll ever come out to them? I don't. In that way? I don't, I don't think I will. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause they're very monogamous. Yeah. And they don't know I'm Polly, kinky, any of that. Like, I am very, like, you know, and they know I'm dating someone. Yeah. But I never really give them, like, too much information just in case I'm talking about, like, someone else yeah. other than, like, my main partner. Yeah. So that way, no matter who I'm talking about, it just sounds like my partner, you know? They're like, okay, chill. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't think I'll ever come out, especially due to certain age differences. You know, my family would not be okay with that. Really? Yeah. yeah. They can be okay with a lot of things, but that's hitting a wall. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it's a woman, they're like, chill. It's like, if she's older than me, no, how dare you? <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, certain prejudices. Yeah. So sex. So sex. <laughs> sex. Yeah, about that though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you wanted me to talk about my first very lovely time. Oh, if you want to, yeah. Yeah. It was awkward. As all virgins' times are. Yeah. It was double awkward because both of us were a virgin. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so this was my first ever, like, actual girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. And I remember, like, what our first day I was panicking, especially being raised the way I was. Because I was, like, I got, like, dressed up in my, like, nicest clothes at the yeah. time. And it was, like, a coffee shop. We were going to do a coffee shop date. And I brought a puzzle so we could do a puzzle together. So that way Cute. any lols in the conversation. Yeah, you you're know? active. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Perfect, right? So, but I remember I arrived earlier than her, and I didn't even drink coffee back then. I just knew coffee shops were a good place to, like, meet people. I was like, yes, coffee shops. And then when she got there, she's like, so what do you want to drink? I was like, uh, do they have hot chocolate? (laughs) Not coffee at all. (laughs) 
That's okay. I don't drink coffee either. So. Yeah. No. Chai drinker over here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that was how we met. And we had yeah. been dating for a good while um, at that point. Because, and we were we did all the like little cute first, holding hands, first little kisses, everything. Because they had been out a lot longer than I had. And they like knew, knew like full-on lesbian everything, right? But yeah, we had started talking about sex and everything, like both being kind of interested in it, talking about what we wanted to do to each other. And then like once we got down and dirty with it, it was like, anyway, this is cool. <laughs> Love this. Did not know what to do. Kind of yeah. like got down there, was like, mmm, this is uh crazy. <laughs> it especially threw me off because her downstairs looked yeah. different than mine. Oh, really? How so? Her um lips her inner lips were yeah. out yeah yeah and mine are not and oh, so okay. i just yeah. assumed everybody else looked the same as me like you know like right of course yeah yeah right. i just had those assumptions because i had also never seen another like naked female per se yeah like i had had like showers with wo- other women you know at the gym yeah. whatever but yeah. it's not like i'm like you're looking down there, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole different concept than when you're actually there and you're like oh shit this is different yeah so yeah so she looked different than me and so that threw me off for a loop when i first got down there yeah. and it was just like both of us being awkward versions not being used to like the messiness of it right, and everything yeah. of course now i'll shove my entire face in there i'm good <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. I mean, that, that that sounds really special to be able to share that awkwardness with somebody else because it's also their first time. Like, oh yeah, that's and that was cool. one thing I talked about. I was like, I really because I like it was like my first love basically, and I was yeah. like, I love you. I really want to give you my first time. You yeah. know, yeah, that's so, special. Yeah, how old were you? Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. So just a couple years after the seventeen, it finally like awakened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever like reflect on like if I had stayed? And not left at 17, like, where I would be right now? Yes, definitely. I definitely reflect. Because it's a very, it's a very scary thought. It's definitely not one up to where it's like, man, I wish. It's more so like, thank God I got out. (laughs) Because, I mean, I could see myself there, but I definitely feel like sooner or later, I would have figured it out. You know, I would have figured it out and it would have been a much bigger blowout had I been married and had kids, you know, because that yeah. would have been insanely different because that's basically what happened to my older sister. Yeah. She was married, had kids in the cult, mind you. And they actually left the cult together, her and her husband at the time. Uh, but it was still entirely different, like when she figured out she was gay and everything. So it just, it it involves a lot more people when you have a family, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, ch- <laughs> children always make um, make that exponentially more difficult. Yes. Um, Thankfully, to, to her kids out. are fine now. Like, oh, that's good. They all yeah. got through it. Everything's yeah. fine. But mm-hmm. at the time, it was a very stressful time in their life, especially because yeah. they didn't understand like why are mom and dad getting a divorce? Like why are mom and dad like this? You know, they right. didn't fully comprehend what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also like almost definitely would end up having kids relatively quickly after getting married because you told me earlier today that yeah mormons don't believe in um contraception, contraception at all yeah because it's a sin yes <laughs> that just <laughs> blows my mind <laughs> using condoms is a sin is yeah it was what? basically just you know if the lord is meant to give you a baby he will give you a baby now it's not to say it wasn't done there were some females who like after like five kids decide you know what i want to get my tubes tied because they're yeah. tired of kids you know it definitely <laughs> did happen that way <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know how, because the men would work and the woman right. would stay at home all day with the kids. And it was the woman's job to rear the children. The men didn't actually have to be there for the child's life. Right. So the woman, yes, retired. They were like, fuck this. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting relationship when you see a mother hate her own kids in a certain way. Oh. So oh, I feel sad. like there was a lot of resentment. Yeah. The mothers had towards the children. Yeah. So, and it does suck. It's yeah. really sad because, of course, the kids didn't ask for it at all. Yeah. Did you experience that? With your own mother growing up? A bit, yeah. yeah. She did. I mean, because she was so young. She was a very young mother. Because I told you she had my older sister when she was 17. Ooh. So yeah. she was a very young mother. So she never really got to have, like, a young adult or, like, teenage life because of the fact she was pregnant. Like, she was pregnant, had kids immediately. So there was a bit of resentment there I felt like she had growing up. I feel like it was subconscious. I don't think she consciously was like, I hate my kids, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But subconsciously, I feel like it was there because she was a very absent mother when I was growing up. But that a lot of that was also due to the fact that she's not a loving mother, first of all, very yeah. logic-minded, everything else, and she was a working mother. So she was out doing stuff. She couldn't exactly be there to raise us. So very different upbringing. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. I, I just think it's it's just so beautiful that, like, your relationship with her has changed so drastically, and, oh, and you yeah. guys are so much closer now, and... And yeah. able to. <laughs> it took a lot of therapy, you know, yeah. took a lot of uh, work, but Yay, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the main thing is, is you never really stop craving your mother's love and affection. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it was like, I wanted it, but I knew I would never get it the way mm-hmm. I wanted it. So it's, uh, it's definitely been like a journey. Yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier that you had met the first Holly boyfriend uh, yes. on Tinder. Tinder. Tell me, places. tell me about being on these dating apps because I know nothing about it. Oh, <laughs> it is horrible. It is so bad. So, because so basically, I started with Tinder right back when I was eighteen or seventeen. Like I started dating, you know, as soon as I got out because that was just what I was taught to do. Like you just date, right? And basically, once you match with somebody. You send a, hey, and they send a, hey, back. And then the conversation never progresses from there. The majority of the time. (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah. So first of all, you're like, and it's very, it's very, there's no like energy on it. You just see their picture. It's very shallow of a way of meeting and dating people, you know, you see their picture. And from that, you're like, would I fuck you? And that's basically like the question. Yeah. And so I did not enjoy it. And then of course, a lot of people even myself at times would have multiple dating apps on their phone because you're like trying to find someone. But then majority of the time, these conversations either never go somewhere or when they do, you meet them in person and then it's just like dead. And you're like, well, this is different. Like you were a lot more interactive over text messages. Oh no. (laughs) So are you still on these apps? Absolutely not. No. No. Okay. (laughs) How long did they last? Um, so I was on those apps, I want to say for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, I felt like I always knew when a relationship wasn't going to work mm-hmm. because I would just wouldn't delete the app. It would just stay right there on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> just you're like, I'll be back to you. Don't worry. <laughs> no, <I'm> so soon. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, what made you like ultimately delete it then? So. Cause you're poly. So you can, oh, you know, continuously yes, date. I can't. Yeah. What made me ultimately delete it. And this was like the big turnaround was I met my last ex on it. The one who I tried to be monogamous for. Mm. 
And they were so toxic of an individual. And I don't know if they're like that with every partner or if we just brought out the worst in each other, you yeah. know? Cause yeah. I don't, I don't like to say that like, oh, that person's horrible, just like downright. Cause right. it might have just been my experience with them, you yeah. know? But this person was so insecure and so in control and everything else. And it was probably one of my most trapped relationships. And I hated it because over text, you meet these people, right? And you're like, oh, we get on on this and this. Like, we are matching on everything. And then you meet them in person, and that's not who, like, they are, you know, in a sense. And you don't match. And I I just got so tired of putting all this time and effort into these people for it to go nowhere was the basicness of it. And that was when I deleted all social media apps and actually started going out to social events, Mm -hmm. which is how I met my current girlfriend, which is amazing because we met and it was just like sparks immediately. Like instantly we found out we were both kinky and in the goth community and we were like, let's go do things together. (laughs) And like ever since then, we just started hanging out together and then it developed so naturally into a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I've just met so many other people out in the community and going out to these social events to where it's like, yeah, no, I could definitely date you, be with you, everything else. And I don't have to worry about are they going to like me? Do they find me attractive? You know, are we going to have matching energies? Cause I already know all right. of that information, yeah. like right off the bat. Yeah. So it's an entirely different experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're just like, I'd rather just meet people out in the wild. <laughs> yeah. See how it goes. From Basically. There. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm very much the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially at the social events, because all you're doing there is sitting and talking. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to know these people like right off the bat. Yeah. And it's not considered like awkward or anything else because it's like, everybody's trying to like you know get who they are out there <laughs> yeah i mean it's awkward all around but uh yeah, yeah we're all we're all still like on the same page of like common goal and we can just figure it out right now <laughs> yes <laughs> instead of doing this back and forth oh, texting yeah. you know whatever for well, however and- long until you decide to meet yeah. And, yeah. and i don't like it because you can only really text that one person at a time oh know? really yeah it's not like it would be a group text or anything like no it was you text one person right like back and forth. Whereas you're only limit like, they limit you to only texting one person. Oh no, no, you can text multiple people. Oh, oh, oh. oh. But I, I, see, saying, I see, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is when you go to these social events, sometimes you won't like anybody in a romantic sense, but you still sure. meet like great people. Yeah. I you can still, still meet, make like, friends. friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so entire different experience. Yeah. And of course, a lot of those friendships actually last. Yeah. Because you have the same interests already. You go to the same places. Yeah. So it's like, hey, yeah. I just saw you. Yeah. So entire different experience. Yeah. I know you, you've mentioned before that, I don't know if you, you, um, identify as like introverted, but uh, <laughs> socially awkward sometimes. Yes. Um, how do you like overcome that? It, especially being out in like a public space and, and being, trying to be a social <laughs> butterfly when you don't inherently feel like a social butterfly. Um, so I am definitely an introvert yeah. and I feel like one of my main things, especially when going to a new place is I will stand there make myself a part of a group and then wait for an extrovert to adopt me. Because <laughs> uh, once an yes. extrovert adopts you, they're like, what's your name? What's your interest? And all of a sudden they're like telling everybody there about you. They're like, this is a person here. They're great. You know, once an extrovert adopts That's you, funny. you're good to go. That's funny. So you just, you just stand there hoping for somebody to like, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Every once in a while, someone will finally like talk to you and everything yeah. else. And yeah. then you're like, okay, I'm being addressed. I can talk now. Yeah. 
But once I get comfortable in a group, that's when I actually start, like, you know, showing who I am more and everything else. It is that, like, initial part that seems to be the hardest for anybody. Yeah, Yeah. extroverts or introverts alike. Like, that's always the most awkward. How do I get over this hump? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say the one bad thing about the social events is sometimes there's just creepy people there. Yeah. Ah. Everyone you go to, there's always like that one person to where you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> gonna avoid you for the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. No, I <laughs> but have- that's true. I mean, on Tinder and shit too. At least, oh, yeah. at least in person, you can identify them more quickly and know where to avoid. Right. Yes. Like, I feel like that's you- true. Whereas it's- Tinder, it's like, let's meet one on one. It's like, let's meet public space first. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like the, the creepers are harder to identify. Very online. much so. Yeah. Because yeah. they can wear a mask and it's much easier for them to do so. And yeah. Yeah, very different. Oh, the kink community is amazing. I did want to talk about the body positivity oh, there. yes. I love the body positivity within the kink community. Yeah. Because there is a lot of nudity there, but not all of it is sexual is yeah. one of the main things. Because a lot of it could be just for a scene. Like, I have one partner that I play with on the regular to where, like, we see each other naked all the time, but it's not sexual. It's just to be able to get to... Our bodies, like the skin to skin contact, everything else. Like it's a very different relationship. Yeah. Than something you could have if you were monogamous, for instance. Like, cause I'm sure monogamous people are not super thrilled if you're rubbing your naked body on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love how you see every different body shape there of every different type, you know? And it's like, yeah, we all have normal bodies. And, you know, definitely brought my self-confidence up a bit because I'm like, oh, I am a sexy fox over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it sucks when the only naked body you see is like the porno models, you yeah. know? And like you're used like just skinny, skinny waist, big boobs, big butt. And you're like, man, why don't I have that? Yeah. And then you see everyone else and you're like, Okay, nobody has that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even like with the men with the fucking like 12 inch dicks there. It's like, yeah, that is not realistic. Yeah. At all. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I love, I, I absolutely agree. There, there seems to be, especially in our culture, no real public nudity spaces. Yes. Um, other than like kink. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is in the, in a lot of ways still based around sexuality, even though it's not necessarily sex always happening or yeah. scenes aren't necessarily about sex at all. Even. It still has sexual um, it's still sexual. Yeah. Sexuality yeah. is still like an aspect, but we have like no non-sexual public nudity sort of spaces yes. the way that a lot of other cultures do. Back in Atlanta, one of my favorite places to go for a period of time was a Korean spa. It's fucking awesome. And they are separated by sex, but they're the wet, areas where there was like pools and hot tubs and wet saunas and whatever where everyone was naked and you were expected yeah. to be naked and it's and kids were there and adults were there and it was just so cool to see like normal people in a non-sexual space but I can just be like it's so cool to see that kids can be raised going to those kinds of spaces so they're not so influenced by the photoshopped perfection that we see in literally all of our fucking media. It's so important to have spaces like that. And we don't, (laughs) Americans don't at least. I think Um, there was a guy I met to where he actually talked about it because he was raised outside of America and in his culture, it was very normal to bathe with your family naked. So all his family was naked. And he talked about how like with his wife now, he loves her so much and he, and she's an American, right? Mm -hmm. 
And he was confused on like why she felt so like insecure of her body because he was like, what do you mean? It's beautiful. Like you're gorgeous, everything yeah, else. Yeah. And a lot of it he contributes to his upbringing because he never expected a female to look like the models in the magazines. Like he always expected them to look like his mother or sisters or anyone else who was yeah. a female looked like, you know? So for him, it was a very different way of seeing the world than yeah. we see it here. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, it makes me, it does make me happy though. Every time I hear of somebody going into the kink world and mm-hmm. that's an aspect that they get, that they bring back for themselves of like, Oh, this is what normal naked people look like. Oh, and it turns out it's not a big deal. And oh, oh yeah. it turns out they're also fucking hot as shit. <laughs> you know, holy shit. Yeah. Almost I didn't even realize because I'm so, this one prescription of what beauty, quote unquote, beauty is, is like so heavy handed in our yes. culture. And subconsciously, we, we retain these ideas and it's like, no, fuck that. Uh, being able to turn that back around and be like, oh, that also means... I'm hot as shit too. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> yeah. I think the funniest thing though was, is I've always been attracted to like voluptuous women. Mm-hmm. Like I have always loved just heavier set people. Yeah. I don't know why. Like yeah. I just find the body shape attractive, everything else. And yeah. I'm like, I want to grab it. I'm like ready there. Right. <laughs> and I always thought it was funny because even though I was attracted to that, mm-hmm. I myself could never be that. And it was like the oddest right. like parallel yeah. that I had. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, gaining my happy relationship 20 and I'm like okay with it because my feet my woman still is insanely attracted to me and everything yeah. else and yeah. I'm like yay <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> so is there anything that you're stoked about next specifically of course in your sexuality or, or whatever is there anything that you're that you haven't done that you want to do um so this is going to be super sappy of me oh. but i think the main thing i am so stoked about next to my life is the fact that i get to have my body change and my metabolism slow down yeah. and to gain my wrinkles and to still have my people around me love me throughout it all To where they don't want just the youthful beauty and, like, the perky breasts and everything else. They want me for who I am as an individual and find my body attractive throughout the changes. So, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. (laughs) You're right. That's super sappy. (laughs) But I love it. I think we hit it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving all of us a rundown of your beautiful life. I'm just stoked that you're here right now and loving everything you're doing so fucking hard and just yes. excited to continue onward. Well, thank you for having me. And yeah. I'm just super thankful and grateful for all the people that are around me that have supported me until yeah. here. So yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Isn't CC so great? I really loved their energy a lot. (laughs) I found it really fascinating how it seems like almost the entirety of their family is queer in one way or another. I, (laughs) I just, I couldn't get over how when they came out to their mother, their mother was like, oh yeah, sweetie, it's totally normal to look at women like that, but that doesn't mean anything. And here's some... (laughs) material that I enjoy looking at. (laughs) Uh, And then it turns out that, you know, she's also queer and just repressing it in herself. The human experience is endlessly fascinating. And that is just yet another example. Beautiful, beautiful example of it. (laughs) 
Thank you again, Cece, for being so beautiful and so open-hearted and sharing with us your experiences. Next episode, I'll be talking with Buddy and we get into what his experience is like being in the swinger lifestyle in Arizona. So stick around for that in a couple weeks. So as always, if you really love this podcast and really want more posts and more stories and more pictures and more and more and more, you can, my friends. I have been curating it for quite some time now, and there is a ton of content over there that you can enjoy to your heart's content. Um, if you want to check it out, it's patreon.com slash sex with everyone. So go check it out. And once again, happy pride to each and every one of you. Remember that while pride did start as a riot, and that's important to remember and important to hold in your heart this month, it is also a celebration. And I love celebrating each and every one of you, including myself. So I hope you guys delight in yourselves and in one another this month and really remember who we are and that we're here. I love you all so much. And as always, stay awesome, friends. Mm